0: And it's time for the last action, Podcast! Pop quiz, hot shot.
1: You think hey, I am a motherfucker? I feel the need,
0: the need, for need. You We can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am L P J and I'm joined by a man who at one point may have hired the accident man to help him out <laughs> with a certain thing that he may or may not have gone through Spoiler alert. Days. Oh, that we're watching the accident man or that one or that a long time ago you wanted us to make it look like an accident. <laughs> see the joke for that is one of the first times joe got horrifically drunk he was so one drunk. one of the
0: first times i ever got very very drunk
1: yep he he was panicking and he turned to us while over the toilet and he said oh, make it look like an accident <laughs> implying that he was going to die of alcohol poisoning could you tell the follow-up to that uh, that you were eating. Uh, oh, oh! That I made the T shirt of the picture yeah. That, of you. You had,
0: that you had. That you had a picture of me leaned over the toilet. I did. And you made you made a T shirt out of that picture that said had the picture on it and said make it look like an accident. I did have it. the T shirt made.
1: I have it upstairs. It's pretty ratty. It's falling apart. That the, the iron on transfer that I used did not hold up, but it's there.
0: Hey, you know what? Uh, kudos to you for the initiative. So, um, yeah. Well, anyways, yes, we are here uh, to talk about Accident Man uh, in our pseudo uh, Scott Adkins week part two. I don't know what you want to call it. Who cares? You know
1: what? It's, it's a movie we wanted to cover, so we're covering it.
0: Yeah, we're back to just doing whatever fucking movie we want to talk about. Uh, and we had talked about Accident Man before, and I'd always seen the dang thing come up on Amazon. So when we were th- when we were talking about uh, you know like what we're going to do, the podcast was coming back, and I was like, "Hey, let's do Accident Man. We've talked about it. Here we are. Yep. Uh, this movie is released on February six, two thousand eighteen. Um, do you do you have any kind of history background? Do you have anything you know like? had you seen this movie before? No, I didn't even know it existed until a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. You don't have anything else.
1: No. Like I had no idea. Like I didn't know this was a thing. Like even in the, even in the briefest research that I did about Scott Adkins, when I was curious about the fact that like, he was sort of this underground action star that is kind of like the new Chuck Norris ish person. Um, I, did, I never made the connection that this was kind of his big hit. You know, this was his big sort of like solo project that he did. Um, yeah, I didn't, I had no idea. And then when I started reading about it, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of people in this movie. And then, you know, we would start talking about it here and, and, you know, we saw it and I'm happy I did. Uh, but yeah, no, I had no other knowledge of this movie until we covered it, until we're covering it just now.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, kind of the same with me. Like, I didn't even – this is, like, tying into last week's movie. I didn't know Scott Atkins was, like, a thing until we started doing this podcast. Really, until we did that movie, Triple Threat. Yeah. That he was, like – because I remember seeing The Expendables 2 last week's uh, movie and being, like, who's this guy that Jason Statham's fighting? He's featured. He seems important, but I don't know who he is. Right. So, like, re-watching The Expendables 2 and knowing that Scott Atkins is, like, a big thing and, and everything is like, oh, okay. Like, it makes sense now. Yep. But, I, again, that was the only thing that – the only thing I knew about this movie is that I knew Scott Atkins was now. And I remember seeing it a lot, like, probably because of the movies I watched for the podcast yeah. on Prime. Prime always being, like, other oh, movies you might like to watch. And it's this – and the sequel they made, which I haven't watched yet, but I really do want to watch it. Yep, so we, we, might another, we might have to do it on we might have to do the podcast.
1: Get ready um, next week—the continuation of a uh, of a uh, Scott Adkins month.
0: Acc- Accident Man Two, Hitman's Holiday. Bingo. Um, okay, so this movie has a budget of six million dollars. I don't have any other numbers because it was straight to video, so it doesn't have, or at least it was straight to video here in the U.S. Yeah. So I don't have any you know, gross, any kind of numbers like that. Um, Here is a crazy thing for you, and I was blown away. The Rotten Tomatoes on this, 83%. Wow. Right. Uh, How many reviews? I don't know. I didn't see that much, but I saw it was 83%. So, I mean, clearly it blows Beverly Hills Cop 3 9% out of the water. Well, of course. How could you know but it beats a lot of things with 83. It really 83. does. It beat Expendables 2. Yeah, and then the audience score is 65%. So the the Rotten Tomatoes is better than the audience score in this, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah,
1: because I feel like this is a very audience-forward movie. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah, I, I'm surprised that it, it, it's... One, I'm surprised that the Rotten Tomatoes is so high, yeah. and two, I'm surprised that there's such a gap between that and the audience score.
1: Yeah, I agree. Especially, you know, with the audience score. I'm I'm kind of surprised it's as low as it is.
0: Yeah. I I am too. Um, okay. Top grossing movies of 2018. Clearly, this wasn't released in theaters. It's not in there, but I'll still go into it. Uh, the top uh movies of 2018, number 1, Black Panther, number 2, Avengers: Infinity War, and number 3, Incredibles 2. And I was like, "Hey, you know what? 2018, we probably haven't done Movies and we have, we've done number thirteen. They're all kind of like older ones we've done in the podcast too. Uh, number thirteen, Venom. Yep, that was an in studio one. One of the last in studio movies you recorded.
1: Oh, it was wasn't it?
0: Yeah, twenty number twenty two was not in in studio. Was fairly recent, The Meg. Yeah. Um, number forty four, an episode so old I wasn't even on skyscraper which oh I think yeah you guys saw together it. yeah and we in released the like
1: we released like a partial like so we did almost like a not not like a live episode but we did like a. oh
0: i remember you guys recorded like in the lobby and yeah. like in the car and like it was a
1: real concept episode and uh, it was a concept we completely we very quickly abandoned <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like that that was in the below, like if you go to the episode order, that was below 20, probably. Like,
1: Oh, yeah, because we saw it when it came out. So that would have been 2018, which would have been the first year we did it. So that's probably within the first 20 episodes.
0: Um, and then uh, we've also covered number 83, an episode I was not on, but in the studio for our Mother's Day episode, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so I was there, uh not on mic, but I was there when it was recorded. That uh, was a
1: weird episode. That was one of those episodes where I just come back from being in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that series episodes? Go back. You want to hear weird ass LPJ, go back and listen to those episodes. <laughs> I was at a place,
0: guys. <laughs> oh no, hold on a second. I was uh <laughs> I was closing out tabs. And I accidentally closed out the tabs for this movie and not for the last movie we just uh, talked
1: about. That's all right. We can talk <laughs> about we can talk about how the accident man was originally a comic book.
0: Yeah, I saw uh, that and I was confused. Strip, like from
1: the nineties. So it was okay. it wasn't even a comic book, it was this comic strip. Um by Pat Mills and Tony Skinner and Martin Emmond. And they were stories that were printed in in something called Toxic in the UK, which was <laughs> like a, a weekly compilation comic um and eventually they kind of brought it all together in like one big one big uh compilation but yeah it started as a as a as a comic strip and follows relatively closely the movie follows it relatively closely
0: um all right yeah I was I was I was very surprised when I saw it was based on a comic and I had, had no knowledge of it so um okay so the cast of this movie Scott Atkins we mentioned uh, recently, uh, recently left us, uh, Ray Stevenson. That's, uh, yeah,
1: like really, really recently within the last year.
0: Yeah. Well, within like it happened during our hiatus, I think that he passed away. Like it was that recent yeah, within the past right. couple months. Right. Yep. Um, <laughs> then surprisingly, uh, David is in this movie, which I wasn't expecting to see. Dude, that guy uh, is
1: in everything. David Paymer well, shows up in so much stuff.
0: He's in a lot of stuff. Um, uh, also, our our good friend uh, Michael Jai White is in this movie. Yep. Um, and Ray Park, which, by the way, I, I think I brought this up before, but Ray Park cracks me up because his picture on IMDb it's, is Darth, it's Darth Maul. <laughs> it's not. Everyone else is like a headshot. His Darth Maul. Just. Yep. Um, and then the only other person I really knew was Ashley Green. Um, you know, I, I know of her. I'm not a big fan of yeah, her work. I,
1: I don't, I didn't really know who she was. She was, she was like, top, not top build, but she was up there and I couldn't figure out who she was.
0: Yeah. Any, anybody else in it that you wanted to mention?
1: Um, not really. Roger Yuan is a stunt coordinator and martial artist. He's the swordsman, the swords master in this. Um, you know, he's kind of a, he's a an actor of note as far as this genre goes. But other than that, I mean, there's really not a lot of other people in this. It's a relatively small cast and it's a cast that has sort of all worked together on different types of movies like this.
0: You know, I mean, Michael Jai White, I feel like is another king of like the straight to yeah. DVD like action star. Like Scott Adkins.
1: Yeah, and him and Scott Adkins do a lot of work together. I think this is like their fourth or fifth film together or something like that.
0: I believe that.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then Ray Park, who actually I haven't seen, surprisingly, in a lot of these movies. I figured like he would show up in a lot of these, but he just doesn't for some reason, and I don't know why. Although I will say this. Uh, I don't know if it's age or... He's put on more muscle, but he definitely looks larger than he did in the. Uh, Excuse me. Wow, he looks larger than he did in the uh, Darth Maul
0: era. No, I agree. At first, I was like, I was like, oh, I know Ray Parks and I was like, is, is that him? Like, yeah, it took he kind of is
1: somewhat unrecognizable. I, I would imagine it's you know, it's been over it's been over twenty years since he filmed, you know, as Darth Maul. So I guess that you know, age catches up with everybody. Can you remember they like his?
0: Oh, can you remember like his only line in the Phantom Menace as Darth Maul? Mm, no.
1: Oh, he's talking. Is he talking in the holoprojector? projector?
0: He's well. I he might have two, but I know he, with that one he's talking to uh, Sidious, and he's like, "At last, we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we'll have revenge."
1: And it's not even him. they dubbed his voice.
0: Oh well, shit! never mind. Right. Uh, okay, let's do some net worths. Uh, let's start off with the aforementioned Ashley Green. She's got that sweet, sweet Twilight series money. What do you think for Ashley Green? I
1: don't know what the fuck she's been in. Uh,
0: uh, $2 million? $8 million Jeez. for wow. Ashley you know Green. What,
1: good for her. I don't know what she does, but <laughs> apparently she gets some money for it.
0: Next up, Ray Park. He's got that sweet, sweet X-Men money. What do you think for Ray
1: uh Ray Park's got that sweet, sweet Clone Wars money where he was actually the voice of Darth Maul. Um I'm gonna go five million?
0: Five million, ding ding, on the button. Um hey, quick question though, LBJ, while we're on the subject. Do you know what happens to a toad when it gets hit by oh, lightning? god. <laughs> The same thing that happens to everything else. remember when Halle Berry was yeah, like, "Yeah, no, I got it. I I'm gonna do, do an accent for Storm, and then when she did Storm again, she's now I get to.'
1: Yeah, we're good. We don't need to do the accent, and I'm not. I'm gonna stop saying dumb jokes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, uh, our our good friend Michael Jai White. He's got that sweet, sweet welcome to Sun Death, money. <laughs> One of legit the worst movies we've ever watched on the podcast. It so
1: bad. Oh, it's so bad.
0: It's so bad.
1: Uh, he's got that sweet, sweet. I mean, he's got that spawn money. Uh, of course. Gosh, you
0: know, one of my one of my favorite movies how you've do ever you, done. How do
1: we not mention that on a weekly basis? That episode is bananas. It's it's likely the episode that. That that fostered <laughs> Sphinx's wanting to quit the podcast.
0: Oh, um, it's funny too because like when I take my notes, I my notes for this every time they just say Spawn and Darth Maul. Yeah. Yep, I get it. Also, get it. also Gamble and uh, uh, the Dark Knight.
1: Yep, Gamble and the
0: Dark Knight. Yep, you're right.
1: Um, he's been in a lot of things. He's he was what else is he in? He was in. Uh, trying to think, of it was another silly action movie. No, that's that's Mario Van Peebles I'm thinking of in Solo. Uh, anyway, uh, he's got that sweet, sweet spawn money. I'm going to go $7 million.
0: Uh $5 million for okay. uh, Michael J. White. Uh, next up, David Pamer. I believe he has that sweet, sweet no-holds-barred money. I think he's in no-holds-barred, but I could be wrong.
1: I don't remember if he is or not. All I know right. he's well, been you- in like a billion things. He's been in like... Was he in? He was in like Cheers. He was in Taxi. He was in Twister, I think. He was in. He's been in a million things. Look, just look up David Pamer. He's had a huge list of stuff that he's been in. I'm going to say he's got $10 million just because the man never stops
0: working. $5 million. Let's
1: just make this the $5 million <laughs> week.
0: Oh, he was in Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Bad teacher, drag me to hell. It's an episode of My Name is Earl. I'm trying to find out if he was in uh, No Holds Barred, like I said. So just give me some filler for a second while I find it.
1: Sure, filler. Uh, well, he was in Get Shorty. He was in Carpool. He was in State and He was in Searching for Bobby Fisher. City Slickers. Payback? He was in Payback. That's probably what you're thinking of. You're probably thinking of Payback, not, not No Holds Barred.
0: Yeah, maybe he wasn't in. That. Yeah, all right. Well, never mind that. Okay. And then uh, finally, uh, we just, we literally just talked about Scott Adkins. What do you think the uh, net worth for Scott Adkins is?
1: I don't know why I didn't bother to remember this from last time. I'm going to go 5 million.
0: (laughs) 2 million.
1: million. 2 million. How does Scott Adkins, the lead of this movie, Make have less money than Michael Jai White or Ashley Green or Ray Park.
0: Well, Ashley Green's got Twilight money. I bet you she made some good money on Twilight. Um, Michael Jai White, uh, uh, he's been in bigger movies. I feel like Scott Atkins hasn't been in any movies that you'd be like, oh, no. I mean, yes, he was in the Expendables too, but like. Michael J. White was in the dark night, you know, like he probably yeah, didn't get paid spawn, a lot, but I know, mean, it's
1: spawn money, those checks keep
0: rolling in. I'm telling you, it's spawn money, too. Man, um, okay, Whew. you want to talk about director and writer?
1: I mean, it's Jesse V. Johnson as far as what he's directed. <laughs> um, as things, like, oh, he directed Triple Threat.
0: Oh, he did. Okay, yeah,
1: he was a director of Triple Threat. Um other than that, I mean there's really nothing of note that you're gonna know. Pit Fighter, he directed Pit Fighter. Uh 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 That's really about it. Like Green Street Hooligans two. Yeah, that's it. The debt collector. I don't even know what that is, but he he directed it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And as far as writing goes, I mean it was written by Scott Atkins and Stu Small. I don't know who Stu Small is. I don't know if he's written anything else. But Scott Adkins uh, wrote part of this movie, <laughs> which m- makes sense. I mean, this is definitely written for him specifically. Uh, you know what? No, that's not entirely true. I fe- honestly, all right, I'm going to say this now. I feel like this movie was written for Jason Statham,
0: <laughs>
1: but made for Scott Atkins.
0: You know what the okay. vibe that I got from this movie is? Hmm. Um, was like a Guy Ritchie movie.
1: Yes, it's very Guy Ritchie and like look, every single line that Scott Adkins says, when he says it, I'm picturing Jason Statham saying it.
0: You could very easily slot Jason Statham into this movie. Yes. Yeah,
1: he's doing he's doing an imper- I don't know if it's how he actually is, but at the very least he's doing an impersonation of Jason Statham in a Guy Ritchie movie in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not wrong.
0: No, I mean no, you're not wrong at all.
1: And that doesn't um, make it, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm yeah not saying, and I'm not making fun. I'm not minimizing anything, but I'm saying that's what it heavily reminds me of.
0: Yeah. No, I, I don't I don't think you're wrong with that assessment. Um you want to hear some taglines?
1: Yes. <laughs> Wait, what if I said no?
0: That I won't tell you.
1: Okay, yeah, go ahead and do it. We need to fill time.
0: Uh, the first one, <laughs> based on the hit comic book series. Okay, you know what? It's a tagline. Next one, six assassins, one killer. Okay. Mm, all right. Next one, taking them one mishap at a time. Okay, that's fine. And this this is probably the best one, the last one accidents can happen he can guarantee it
1: see that's a good tagline yeah like that might be one of the better taglines we've ever had on this show
0: yeah that's a good tagline it right? really
1: is a good tagline and it, you know it's a good tagline it it makes me intrigued about the movie mm-hmm. and uh it really fits the movie
0: well, that's the thing, and that's, I mean, going into why we're doing this movie, is that, like, that's why I was always intrigued by this movie. Like, the description on Amazon was like, Scott Atkins, a hitman who makes all his kills look like accidents. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'm interested. Yep. Uh, and that was before I knew that Ray Park and Michael J. White were in it. Um, uh, so <laughs> anything you want to talk about, and I know there's not, because you know how I know a lot of times we look at the trivia section, or imdb to get some of the facts there were three things yeah (laughs) literally three total things and one was like that it's based on a comic book
1: yeah there's really that's kind of the caveat to doing movies like this you're gonna find some hidden gems but at the same time there's not a lot to go on as far as like research yes like you're not gonna find a whole lot on this you better spend some time talking about uh, the backstories of some of these actors <laughs> because there's
0: not a lot here, guys. Listen, everybody that's a longtime listener knows sometimes we have these episodes that are a little short. This sometimes. might be one. This might be one. So, you know what? Deal with it. Yep. Uh, okay. So, my first notes for the plot of this movie are, oh, shit. Darth Maul is in this movie? Yep. Oh, shit spawn is in this movie i had no idea until the credits and i was excited about seeing both of them in this you know why you're like oh shit volstags in this movie (laughs) no well yeah kind of but you know why i was excited that to see ray park and michael j white is because much like scott Atkins, i'm like i know that they're like real martial artists and like it's like okay so when you see them like throw down it's going to be a legit fight scene and, and, and you know and it was
1: Yeah, it was. However, I will say this. I feel like those scenes are slower physically. Like, they're physically moving slower than I expected them to. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Because, like, the fight scene between Scott Adkins and Jason Statham was very fast. Like, they were moving quickly. The fight scene between him and Michael Jai White, Michael Jai White is a very muscly man. I get the feeling he's not the quickest you know what i mean yeah, that's, that's he's a great martial artist clearly but i think his bulk slows him down too much for film
0: that's fair um so the movie opens up with like uh uh scott atkins like um scott atkins the accident man uh uh performing a, an assassination And that like if we haven't discussed it that's the thing he makes all his uh, uh, assassinations look like accidents, but I had to laugh at this first one because he's he's going to kill this dude and he's like hiding out in his apartment. The guy walks into his apartment and like Scott Atkins has placed like a really expensive watch on the top of a bookcase, and the guy walks into his apartment and is like, w- like if I walked into my apartment and saw something that clearly wasn't mine. Like, I would be like, okay, why is that here? Like, this guy's like, ooh, I got to get that watch. But, like, wouldn't you, like, if you walked into your house and there was something in there that clearly wasn't yours, wouldn't your reaction be like, wait a minute, why is that here? What's going on? You know, it
1: would be, but I also would probably go over to it. I wouldn't go over to it and be like, ooh, shiny things. Let me pick this up and take this watch. Yeah. I'd be like, what- let me investigate this thing and figure out why the hell this is here.
0: So because basically what happens is, is that this guy gets a chair to climb up to get this watch off the top of the bookcase. And Scott Atkins like wraps a noose around his neck and like kicks the chair out and makes it look like he hung himself. Yes. Um. Uh, but like I said, I was just surprised that the guy was more interested in getting the watch. than. Yeah,
1: it seemed weird, but at the same time, you know, you got to have a reason for him to stand on the chair.
0: Fair enough. Uh, so Scott Atkins, uh, he likes motorcycles. Uh, we see him driving a motorcycle a lot in this movie. Um, There's
1: also a voiceover that he does, it, and all the voiceovers in this are actually pretty good. Like normally, voiceovers are kind of throwaway. It's usually a bunch of exposition. It's almost film noir the way yeah. they do these, and it's really good. Like it fits. It sort of fits the movie.
0: Yeah. Um, so he goes to this pub and he beats the shit out of some guys, and he says, like, it's his post-murder tension. He calls it PMT. He's got to, like, let out, like, this, like, he killed somebody, so he's got all this tension. So he goes to the bar, and he beats the shit out of a bunch of guys. Um, Then he goes to the Oasis, which is a pub for Hitmen um, uh, that's owned by Ray Stevenson, which that's where I got, like, kind of, like, a weird, like... So the the next scene is like he, Scott Atkins is walking through the bar and he's like, he's like talking about all the different hitmen are there. There are different styles. And one guy does like poisons and there's uh, Darth Maul and Spawn and they're like ex-special forces. And they like, you know, they make all their kills look like they were like street crimes. And there's a lady that like seduces people and kills them. And it was like, I got a Guy Ritchie vibe, but I also got kind of a weird like Wes Anderson vibe.
1: Yeah, sort of. From like
0: this... It's like a really – or like, you know, like proto John Wick because it's like a bar specific for Hitman. And they all – you know, like – so there was a lot of kind of things that I felt going into it. Um, uh, Yeah, so he walks through and talks about all the Hitmen and their styles. um, And and then he goes to Ray Stevenson, who owns the bar. And I said he kind of looks like – Ray Stevenson in this movie to me looked like uh, Leo Shriver's Tooth. (laughs) Yes. Like with his like with his facial hair and stuff, I think he I thought he looked a lot like Leo Schreiber as Sabertooth.
1: Understand. Yeah, no, I 100 agree with you.
0: Uh, we're also introduced to David Paymer. David Paymer is the front man for all the hitmen in the bar. They're like a hitman crew, and he's the one who like talks to the clients and hands out the jobs and well, stuff like that.
1: They're not really a crew. They're they're like a like a guild. Like they have different. These bars, so throughout the movie, you find out like these bars are sort of set up all through different areas of the city and these guys run this particular territory and they have these particular guys. They're not necessarily teammates. They just sort of are all in this general area and if somebody wants like a murder to look like an accident, David Pamer is like, okay, he assigns. Uh, he assigns Scott Atkins. if he wants if the if the if the client wants it to look like a street crime, then he'll assign Spawn and, and Darth Maul. If he wants it to look like a brutal, bloody killing, he'll uh, assign that uh, Scottish guy that has the axe. You know, it's it's um, they almost are for lack of a better term they're like a they're like a guild you'd find in like a dungeons and dragons quest like or like a role-playing game they all have their own specific jobs and, and and characteristics
0: so uh milton gives uh scott atkins a job to kill like uh some dude uh and he kills him by making it look like a car crash like he like shoots out the tire of this car mm-hmm. um, it, with something. I think he describes it as like he makes it look like the tire was a blowout or ran over glass or something. Yeah, is so what he what it used
1: is? was it's a, it's a compressed air gun that he put a piece of glass in so that the glass was shot at like a hypersonic speed and hit the tire uh, and caused a spin out cause this car to spin out and crash into the guy so that when the police investigate it, it's going to look like the guy ran over a piece of glass that blew out the tire that caused the accident.
0: Right. Uh, So then he goes back to his uh, apartment. Uh, He starts thinking about his ex-girlfriend randomly a scene where they're going to the bone zone. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like, I feel like they were like, Oh, like maybe we should just get some nudity in this movie for no reason. Um, uh so then he goes to um uh his his other job that he got from milton was to kill this like metal band uh so he goes to this concert and he kills the metal band by like electrocuting them so it looks like it was an obviously like an accident but they're all on stage performing uh and they all get electrocuted
1: do do they ever give a reason why
0: they do and not when, get, it's just they, it seems so random
1: it. just to kill the the metal band yeah
0: an entire metal band too they yeah. never explain it um so uh then like uh milton's like hey i need you to go pick up uh the money for this job uh, i can't do it but you go do it and it was just something they never do but he's like okay so he goes to pick up the money and there's this dude on a motorcycle shows up and tries to kill him uh, and they have a big like fight scene, uh, and Scott Atkins kicks his ass and kills this guy, right?
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a good fight scene.
0: So then he gets a call. He finds out that his ex, who is Beth, uh, that she's dead. Uh, he goes to the funeral. Uh, he talks to Ashley Green. His ex left him and is now dating a woman, uh, and, and that's Ashley Green's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then, and then Ashley Green's character is like, oh hey, by the way, Beth was pregnant with your child when she was killed. Um and, and they kind of have a fight. Um he's after, really at- he's really like he's really a dick
1: to her, like in some yeah. like 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 blatantly an asshole to her. Yes. And it almost feels out of character. Yeah. After what you've seen kind of prior to that. It's really weird.
0: Right. And I think it was just supposed to be like he's mad because he actually really liked or really was in love with this beth yeah. and that she left him and is now you know like so i think it's just like him projecting some of that anger on her um but but scott Atkins like he doesn't believe the story that's being told about Beth's murder they like say it was like like a junkie's like broken and like raped her and killed her um but but he doesn't believe it uh, they also show him and i think he's at his apartment and he's like drinking like a just straight up bottle of vodka which <laughs> is weird
1: yeah It almost reminded me of that scene from uh, the Thomas Jane Punisher where he's sitting in the chair, just drinking.
0: (laughs) So uh, he has like a connections and he gets a a copy of the police report. He suddenly becomes Batman. He gets a copy of the police report and he goes to the crime scene to investigate. And he's like, you know what? This seems like it was done by professionals. And based on that, it was set up to look like a street crime. I think it was Spawn and Darth Maul that actually killed her.
1: Yeah. Can you um, imagine if it was actually Spawn and Darth Maul? Side note. Yeah.
0: Who's winning in a fight between Darth Maul and Spawn? Spawn. Spawn? Th-
1: that's it? You don't
0: even question it at
1: all? Spawn's got, like, weird magical superpowers. Darth Maul has the Force and a lightsaber.
0: Yeah, but hmm, I don't think it's as clear-cut as that. Mm, know no, what? it's, it's but,
1: fun. Spawn's got machine guns. He's got all kinds of weird necro weapons. He's got his cape.
0: I don't know. I I don't think it's a clear cut. Uh, Discord. It's It's, last, guys, it's let, spawn.
1: It's clear cut. It's spawn.
0: Di- Discord. Last week we asked you who would you marry, F Kill out of the Expendables. This week, who's winning in a fight between Spawn and Darth Maul?
1: And I don't um, mean and I don't mean Michael Jai White and yeah, Ray Park. No, Kane. no, yes. The
0: characters. Spawn the characters and Spawn Darth Maul. and Darth Maul. 100. Yes. Um, so he confronts them about this and they, they admit to it pretty quickly. <laughs> they're like, yeah. yeah, they're like, yeah, it was it us. Was well, we cause did it. it
1: makes sense that they would say that because, because up until that point, you just see Scott Adkins not asking questions and just going and doing the job, yeah. you know, and they're like, yeah, we just went and did the job. It was a job. Somebody hired us to do it. So we did it.
0: Right. Uh, so they get in a big fight. Um, he kicks their asses, but he doesn't kill them. It's a pretty great fight, but like you said, it's maybe a little slow. Yeah. They're like working out at a gym that's clearly not an actual gym. It's just like a room that they put some weights. Yeah, it's in. like
1: it's like in a it's like a studio apartment that threw some mats down in. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. So he he beats him up, but he doesn't kill him. Uh. He goes to back to the pub and he talks to uh Ray Stevenson. We can just
1: call him the Punisher. It's okay.
0: The Punisher. Uh, And and then we get this prolonged flashback, which is like the introduction of Scott Atkins to uh, Punisher, uh, Ray Stevenson. And it was like (laughs) Scott Atkins is like a kid who was getting beat up by these kids all the time. And then he kind of witnesses Ray Stevenson blow up a house. So he follows him for weeks and apparently videotapes him murdering three other people uh confronts him about it and is like hey I want you to teach me how to kill people uh and Ray Stevenson is kind of like all right yeah I'll teach you how to kill people uh and the first thing he does is he like throws the main bully off a balcony which is pretty funny because he yeah. like he takes some money and he puts some money kind of like on a thing over, on overhanging a tenor, yeah. the hanging in the balcony and when the uh when the bully sees it and he tries to grab it scott Atkins just runs up and like pushes him and he falls off the balcony um so but then Reece, ray stevenson is like all right i'll train you to be a hitman um it, it, it's like it's really in it, it, the flashback again the whole flashback thing it's reminds it's long it's like a 15 minute stretch of this movie 15 20 minutes yeah. the movie's like an hour and a half basically so Uh, But I I did get a big Guy Ritchie vibe from the flashback, too. Um, uh, Okay, so then back to present days, um, Scott Atkins goes and he's talking to uh, uh, Ashley Green. He's trying to figure out – so, like, a big plot point about that she's, like, a big, like, environmental, like, activist – Right. And she was always like you know protesting and whatever. So he kind of thinks he's like, all right, she must have like protested or done something against the wrong people. So like she he goes to talk to, to Ashley Green to try and figure out like what was she looking into? What was she working on? And I don't remember what the context is. And I sometimes do this when I write down a quote for the movie and I don't remember the, the context, but Scott Atkin says, like a midget in a nudist colony.
1: Yeah, you know what? It didn't make sense when he said it either.
0: <laughs> and I don't remember why he says it, and I don't know what it means, but I remember it kind of stuck with me that he said, like a midget in a nudist colony. Um, so then while he's at Ashley Green's apartment, that the crazy hitman with the axe shows up, uh, and, and they have a big fight, uh, and he ends up like knocking him onto his own axe and killing him. Uh, and Scott Atkins kind of thinks that oh, this guy was here to kill me, but it turns out he was actually there to kill Ashley Green. I, um, I love
1: that he takes a moment. And he's like, "All right, how can I make this look like an accident?" Um, um and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck it."
0: it's yeah, true. He was like, "Ooh, how can I make this look like an accident?" He's like, "Ooh, I can't," and then he just leaves. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, all right, maybe we should just try and explain why Beth was killed, so we don't have to. So. She was looking into an oil company, Correct. right?
1: Yeah, Pennco, oil- petroleum,
0: right? Uh, and uh, maybe help me out. I'm I'm having trouble remembering. She was looking into an oil company and found out that there were some kind of shady dealings between the oil company and like the government. And the accountant that he killed was actually like her inside source and was feeding her information.
1: Right. So the originally the oil company couldn't get the permits that it needed to do whatever work it was doing, drilling or or whatever. And then um, all of a sudden it suddenly got the permits that it needed. So Beth started looking into it and the inside source was an accountant who gave her the information that these city officials, these government officials were getting kickbacks and bribes from the oil company to allow them to do their work.
0: And and the accountant, her inside source is a guy that he killed, he made look, who killed, it looked car. like it was a car crash. Yes, Right. Um, okay. So then Scott Atkins goes to talk to Milton and Milton's at like a, a Russian massage parlor. Yeah. Getting an actual massage. From this big Russian dude. Also, like one of the and one of the hitmen is there. I don't know why this other hitman is there. He's like an older dude and like his thing is like what's his thing? He, he, like, he invents. Finds, like
1: he invents like weird devices to kill people. So like and his he, latest thing is poison on a band-aid.
0: And he seemed kind of like the worst hitman out of all of them to me, because they're like, Oh yeah, he randomly picks names out of a phone book and like tests these things on him. Right. So it's like, all right, well, at least the other he's not one a like
1: man, he's a straight up murderer. Is what right. he is.
0: Yeah, 100%. And they kind of make him to be like kind of sympathetic, but I'm like, you're like the like
1: yeah, no, he's a straight up serial killer. Like these other guys are yes, they're killers and they're getting paid, but they're hitmen. They're doing a specific job. This guy is literally just doing research on ways to kill people. Yes. And he's randomly picking people out of a phone book to do it.
0: So, uh, so he, I, I like that he gets so he goes in there. Um, it's a massage place, but he knocks the big Russian dude giving the massage out with a kettlebell. I don't know why there's a kettlebell in the massage place. Um, he's giving David Paymer the massage, so he gets like information about David Paymer about stuff we already covered. But it basically was like uh, the guy, the oil company is headed up by this old man, and his son was the one that had the contracts because the old man's gonna die, anyways. But, like, so so he kind of knocks out the big Russian guy a couple times, and then he's going to leave. He's literally going to walk out, and the Russian guy gets back up, and he, like, turns around to fight him again. I'm like, you were leaving. Why did you turn around to fight this guy again? Yeah. Like, um, you could just left, but um, Leonard Kent, that's the guy that, like, hired. He's the – okay, Leonard Kent is the accountant <laughs> – the other accountant yes. who was doing, like, the shady deals – who hired all the assassins and works for um,
1: Zim. Uh, Azal Zim.
0: Zim. And and so he goes to see him uh, and it was, uh, yeah, Azal Zim was the guy who ordered the hit and he works for the Pancock Corporation. Uh, Kent, Leonard Kent ends up spilling all the beans on everything. Uh, and I like how like uh, Scott Atkins is like, all right, if you tell me what's going on, I won't kill you. But then Darth Maul and Spawn show up and just like shoot the shit out of them when they're trying to shoot, uh-huh. uh, where they're trying to shoot Scott Atkins, uh, and they kind of fight for a while, and then like uh, Spawn accidentally shoots Darth Maul because like Scott Atkins grabs him and like turns him, and he accidentally shoots him, and he he knocks out Spawn. But I don't does he kill Spawn? Or? I don't think so. Because I just have a note that I was like Scottie can't kills spawn maybe I don't know I guess I couldn't tell if he yeah, killed him. Yeah, it, it
1: it's kind of left unsaid. I don't know.
0: Uh, so then he's like leaving this uh, accountant's office, and we haven't even talked about him. But there's like this like rat looking hitman whose whole thing is like he poisons people. people. Yeah, and it's like so stupid because he shows up and he's like oh and he tries to like chloroform him and he's like doesn't work and obviously he just kills him right away and it's like oh yeah, <laughs> like it's so stupid. Um, and then the, uh, the phone book guy is there as well because Ray Stevenson prior to this, Ray Stevenson is kind of like, Hey, we got to stop Scott Atkins. He's going to mess up our whole business. So he sends all the assassins after him. Um, and that's why they're all there. And like I said, he kills the rat guy because he, like, kicks him on the balcony. And then uh, the the phone book guy is there. And the phone book guy is like, yeah, I can't really do anything because I suck. So Scott just hits him across the face and knocks him out with the phone right. book. But he can't not kill. go. So
1: the phone book guy is there. He can't not go because Ray Stevenson will kill him if he doesn't.
0: Right. Uh, so then they go to Zim. He goes to Zim's house, and the lady assassin is there. And her whole thing is like, "Oh, like I like sleep with guys and then kill them afterwards." Uh, but she's also like big into using swords. Um, yeah, that's her thing. And, and, and then like, it, so it's unclear to me why she has such like a mad on for Scott Atkins? Cause like they're confronting, she's like, I can't wait to kill you. Or like, she's like, she seems so mad at him and to hate him so much. And it's like, I feel like they hadn't set it up like that. Yeah, much.
1: I think it's because he was the only one to reject her. Okay. Is what it was like. She couldn't, she couldn't seduce him and it bugged her.
0: All right. Fair enough. So they have like a prolonged fight. She's got a sword, blah, blah, blah. He ends up killing her uh then like he he like confronts zim and zim's like hey like don't kill me i'm a rich dude i'll give you a lot of money blah 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 blah, blah. and then scott eggins is like ah, and just cuts his head off with the <laughs> sword. um so uh he goes back to the bar uh and, and he's talking to ray and he kind of tells ray ray stevenson also ray the character in the movie uh what was going on with milton and i thought ray killed milton But then like he wasn't dead. He was alive. But then Scott Atkins ends up killing him with one of like the poison band-aids that uh, the the phone book guy had invented. Um, And and so Milton's dead and and Ray's kind of like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to let you go. Uh, But we're done. You know, get out of here. So Scott Atkins gets on his motorcycle and leaves and that's it.
1: Yeah, that's it. He drives away. (laughs) Oh, and he vows to protect the city. V- vows, vows to be a vigilante now.
0: I feel like he's kind of like, I don't know about that. I feel like he's kind of like, hey, there's probably a lot of cities that need a guy like me. Oh, so, I yeah. feel like I feel like he kind of makes it seem like he's like, hey, I'm maybe I'm not going to be in London. By the way, this movie takes place in London, yeah, right? It does, yeah. Uh, but he kind of makes it seem like he's like, hey, I'm going to go someplace else and do this, which obviously there's a sequel, that neither we'll of us have seen. But I think the sequel takes place in Los Angeles out of all places, but. Well,
1: maybe, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I couldn't tell you. I've only seen this movie once.
0: It's true, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the end of it. He drives off on the motorcycle, and yeah. Um, I know what you're going to say. I feel like this episode hasn't been very long. Um, no, it's been fine. I'm just okay. trying.
1: I'm actually what I'm looking for right now is I'm trying to figure out who the stunt coordinator was. I think it was also Scott Adkins. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, performer, performer, performer performer Michael J White hit a stunt double. Uh, stunt, <laughs> um, stunt, stunts, stunts. uh Tiago Silva was a stunt stunt double here.
0: <laughs> well, I'm looking at the cast for the sequel uh, Ray Stevenson's in the sequel too.
1: yeah, that was the last movie he did before he uh, was released before he died
0: and it looks it looks like the phone book guy's in it too.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing who the stunt coordinator was. That's weird. Uh, performer, performer. Oh, there it is. That's vehicle stunt coordinator. <laughs> That's not right. Cover coordinator, fight choreo. Tim Mann, fight choreographer, uncredited. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I assume Scott Atkins did a lot of the fight choreography for this probably
0: you know? i i feel like when you have a movie like this where the people are actually trained yeah that it's they probably sort of throw like throw it together they do a lot of it themselves so i would assume when you have a when you're doing a fight scene between like darth maul and spawn and scott atkins like some of it's kind of like hey we're just going to do this you know but
1: yeah I, I feel like that's probably the case
0: um um so do you have any role <laughs> no
1: i got nothing for this man um i think we should just get to writing it
0: let's do it let's do it
1: okay well you first second
0: I'll i'll go first you know um i i have to say and like i think you know we we don't talk really about the movies until we record but i think i did send you a message like i kind of really am enjoying this movie and i stand by that i really enjoyed this movie i didn't know what to expect going into it but i had a lot of fun with it like I, i i was not the vibe i wasn't expecting it to be this weird like guy Ritchie kind of like london like i i didn't know what to go into it but i didn't expect this I didn't know there were so many like people i actually recognize in this i thought all the fight scenes were great um you know i I just kind of like the whole the whole feel of it and like yeah like it's a six million dollar budget you could tell some of it was a little low rent but whatever i i really enjoyed it i like scott atkins a lot in it um i like ray stevenson a lot in it um it it was great and i'm definitely gonna watch the sequel i feel like we'll probably just do it on the podcast at some point um but yeah you know what i think i'm gonna give this movie maybe this is crazy i'm gonna give it three and a half machine guns because i really did enjoy it and it was dumb but i would watch it again
1: i agree with you this movie is so fun (laughs) like it is a fun movie to watch it's um i don't know what it is about this movie it it it's just fun. Like, it's just a fun movie to watch. Scott Adkins is really good in it. And yes, he, yes, I said up front, he's definitely doing a Jason, <laughs> Jason Statham impersonation, but, um, I don't know that he's actually doing a Jason Statham impersonation. It's just who it reminds me of, you know, very much so. Um, right. But yeah, all the, I think all the performances in this are good. Um, Ray Park's actually kind of funny in this. Like, his character, I really enjoyed how dumb his character was. Well, uh,
0: and, and I will say that Jason Statham kind of, for, you're right, and it further goes into this having the feel of a Guy Ritchie movie.
1: hundred percent, yeah. It absolutely does. Um, but, yeah, this movie's just super fun. Like, the fight scenes are good. Uh, they're not, you know, they're not like John Wick level –
0: or the raid, or something. Or the something raid like that. level,
1: right? But they're very good, especially for a movie with a six million dollar budget, where obviously a lot of that went to probably cast. Um, yeah, it's it's a fast watch. It's not really slow in any parts. Um, the plot is not terribly complicated, but it makes sense. It's not overly simplistic. Um, right. The dialogue's good. I like the I like the voiceover kind of aspect of it. Uh, it's just, look, it's super fun. It's just a fun movie to watch. You should absolutely watch this movie. I am 100% going to watch the sequel. Uh, yeah, this is three and a half machine guns. Like without question, I don't even feel embarrassed saying it. This is a three and a half machine gun movie legitimately. And I think people should absolutely see it.
0: I, I agree. And this, this is one of those movies for the podcast that was like, you know, we, we do a lot of movies that we've seen before that we know are good or we know are bad, this was one that was a complete unknown quantity to me. Like I knew I'd seen it. I knew who Scott Atkins was. I didn't know till I hit play all the all the other people in it that I knew, like I had no idea. And it was just, it it was really entertaining and I was not expecting it. Cause you never know with like a straight to DVD action movie, what you're going to get. But like, I really like kind of the approach they took with this. And like you said, the voiceover and kind of the whole feel of it. And like, I don't know. I was delightfully surprised and immediately was kind of like, yeah, I like this. And like, yeah, is it the greatest movie ever? No. But I mean, if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it because it's fun. Uh, It's legit funny at some parts. And I I don't know. I I just think it's really unique and the fight scenes are good. And I I really had a good time watching it. So I feel they got a lot
1: of value out of what they had. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they used it well. If you told me this was a twenty five million dollar movie, I'd believe it.
0: Yeah, like every like this whole movie, like literally, like every scene is basically in just like (laughs) like an apartment. Like every every scene is like in a room. Like there's still like really outside action. He fights the motorcycle guy in an alley, but every like he fights Spawn in uh 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 small in an apartment. He fights the axe guy in apartment. He kills the guy in the apartment. He drinks in the you know it's like Yeah, every, I feel like
1: this is like they borrowed an apartment complex that was like empty or under renovation and like set up set up sets in each yeah. of the individual apartments and then just filmed there. And then the alleyway is the alleyway outside the apartment.
0: You know yeah. what I mean? I mean like, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean it works. Like I said, it, it it's it's it, it I I surprisingly really enjoyed this movie and like like i legit enjoyed it not in a way it was like sometimes we're like oh this movie was fun to watch because it was dumb and like yeah this movie's dumb to a certain extent but it you know i don't know like i I was very i don't want to say shocked but i was very surprised how much i just enjoyed watching this movie yep
1: good watch absolutely good watch this is a very pleasant surprise for us
0: yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah
1: um anything else you want to add Add or plug? Well, add then plugs.
0: Nothing I want to add, other than yeah, I'm I'm excited to check out the sequel um, because that's on Prime too, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm also interested. It's funny because it's like you watch you you know you pull this movie up on Prime and it's like you might also be interested. It's just like all these straight to DVD Scott Atkins movies. Oh
1: yeah, like he's made
0: terrible. It's like so insane where it's like. if we ever wanted to, like, we won't. But just be like, okay, we're only doing straight to video. Scott Atkins, Michael J. White, or Stone Cold Steve Austin movies. We could, we spend, could, we could, we a could podcast. go, we could go a long time. Plus the Venn diagram of when they overlap. Yeah, <laughs> it would be crazy too. But um, yeah, um, and as far as plugs, you know, I want to plug Tubi as always. Um, it's funny. I was just looking up some movies that we were talking about maybe doing for the next recording session. And one of them is on uh, tubi. So, uh, it's free. Got to watch some commercials. They're not that much of a drag. So anyways, uh, what about you? What do you want to plug?
1: Uh, as always, I'm going to plug discord cause I plug the hell out of discord every week. And I feel like every week we get somebody new. Somebody comes on, uh, and, and, and pokes their head up and says hi and, yeah. and starts the conversation all over again.
0: Like, like you said uh last episode in our in our hiatus we had someone pop on who was like just to make sure that they were worried that maybe the podcast was done so they like joined the yeah. discord just to make well, sure
1: it was crazy too because it was somebody who had just found the podcast and had been like kind of getting caught up on episodes and then yeah. we go to take this hiatus and then they're like uh
0: <laughs> well yeah so just um, notice
1: there hasn't been an episode in three weeks
0: yeah so it was it was a, probably the, it was the longest hiatus we ever had. Yeah. Maybe when COVID started we had a longer. Hi- no, maybe not, but
1: no cuz I um, at le- I at least released like re-released some episodes then.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I that's just true.
1: I couldn't. I was not in the country for part of the time. Yeah. And I was just unavailable to do that stuff, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Listen, if you're listening to the podcast, we're we're still doing the podcast. We're going to be around for a while, but at this point if we can't record we're just not going to record and we'll yeah. pick back up. That's just kind of where we're at with the podcast. That's where
1: we're at. That's where we're at with <laughs> our lives, with how we feel like doing it. Because, you know what, honestly, I, look, I rag on you, but there's no other person on the planet I want to do this podcast with. So I'm never going to find a replacement for you.
0: No, I agree, too. I think there was a point in time when we had been like, oh, you can't record. Let's try it. You know, but it's like now it's just kind of like, we'll just wait and do it when we do it. You know what? Uh, and we, ha- we have a target in mind, and we're just going to keep doing it. But as far as I know right now, we should be putting out new episodes pretty consistently. Yep. Um, and I want to say while you're on the uh, topic of the Discord, make sure you weigh in on who would win that fight between Spawn and Darth Maul. And not Ray Park versus Michael J. White. The character of Spawn versus the character of Darth Maul.
1: Yeah, which is an easy pick. It's Spawn, guys.
0: It's not. It's, I don't think it's as easy as you think. It, I think you're, easy. I think you're underestimating the, uh, uh, the mastery of the dark side of the force that Darth Maul has. Um, yeah, I, I think you're under, underestimating Darth Maul.
1: No, I, I don't think I am. I Darth, think-
0: Maul, Darth Maul got cut in half and survived. So, I mean, I'm just saying.
1: Look, Spawn went to hell.
0: Remember how – spoiler alert for the movie uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Remember how at the end of that they revealed Darth Maul? You're like, oh, shit, Darth Maul. And then, like, literally they never picked up on that thread ever again. Nope,
1: they kind of couldn't. They sort of have – they sort of unofficially written out Solo as canon.
0: Did you see that the – well, I don't know what they unofficially did. Did you see, like, the big news today is that – Donald Glover and his brother are now going to write the Lando series they're going to make for uh, Disney Plus.
1: Oh, I didn't hear that. I heard that it's been scrapped.
0: No, they they had always talked about making it, and it was kind of a but. The big news today is that him and his brother okay. are writing the series, so I they're going like to write gonna it, gonna it and they make it. Yeah, if I mean, if
1: they're writing it, then then I feel like it has some legs.
0: That was, I mean, listen. A lot of people hate on Solo. I actually don't mind the movie. I actually I like kind of it. enjoy it. But like the highlight of the movie is definitely Donald Glover as yeah. young Lando. So, like, 100%. a whole series about a movie. Great. I mean, and let's be honest, he was definitely having sex with that robot, that droid of his. Yeah. Which totally. is kind of weird. But um, totally.
1: But you know what? He does what he does.
0: Yeah. We, we've gone off on a tangent, but anything besides Discord, you want to look?
1: Yep. All those things. Plug them on Discord. Uh, anything else I want to plug? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be back. We this is our second week back. Um, yeah, I don't know what we're doing next, but we're gonna figure it out.
0: Yeah, like I said, we we, we you know theme months are fun, uh, and they were good for us planning wise. <laughs> yep. And we might get back to him at some point. We might get back to him. I mean I think the big thing was we could play it out are like, oh, it's easy to get people to be guests on the show. But we haven't had much luck getting people to be no, guests. No, it turns out people don't give a shit. <laughs> people don't give a shit. <laughs> They're like being no. guests. So it's like, yeah, we might as well do what we want to do and like occasionally get Jody and uh the donation.
1: Yeah. I can't even up. I cannot even get my brother to be on right
0: now. I definitely. do think I do think though that we should one, we shouldn't um abandoned completely we've talked about is the uh the the last action redo where we redo some of the movies i think we
1: need to there's a couple that there's a couple of it
0: yeah and we'll get we'll get to we'll do that one eventually for sure um but yeah we just i i think we just kind of there's just a lot of movies that we want to do and we can't really fit them into a theme so we just kind of want to you know we're just gonna yeah, we'll get back to it eventually. And I, you know, we, we have, we have a definitely a lot of ideas. So, um, but yeah, no, we, we appreciate you kind of waiting out. I mean, know it's our second week back, but we appreciate waiting out the hiatus and, yeah. you know, but you know, that's how it is. Like you said, life happens. And, but you know, we're committed to still doing the podcast as long as we still have fun doing it. And I think, you know, we still have fun. It was funny because like going into the recording session, time was kind of like, Oh man, like, but then like, as soon as we got on and started talking about movies, it was fun. So, yeah, it's uh, weird.
1: I, I miss it when I'm not doing it. But sometimes when we're doing it, I'm like, man, I'm really tired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm like the reverse. I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I got to do it. And then I get on here and I'm like, oh, it's a lot of fun. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah, it.
1: I enjoy it. I just forget that I enjoy it. And then when I do it, it's fine.
0: Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, no. Um. Yeah. I mean,
1: cool. that's all I got. I'm good. I'm done. Are you done?
0: I'm good. Too. I'm good. I'm good, too. I'm, I'm going to go
1: eat a star crunch or something. I, I'm. I'm kind of hungry.
0: Star Crunch. All right, I prefer a uh, oatmeal cream pie. But you know. I
1: see, I ate the last oatmeal cream pie a couple of days ago. We didn't have a lot of food that survived the blackout because. Uh you know there was stuff in the fridge, so the only thing left is whatever non-perishables that I have uh, on the counter. That being oatmeal, cream pies, and like Doritos. <laughs> so, no,
0: I get I get it as we speak, and my freezer is a bag of food from my parents that they salvage from their freezer and brought over to me, and it's all you know, a bag of like some chicken and stuff. Anyways, you know what? We're rambling now. Why don't we, we just are. wrap it's it up? It's probably a
1: good idea. This episode <laughs> of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated.
0: But, we'll be back.